Hey all, welcome to our podcast from OK to KO, following our journey from an OK life to a knockout life. Every Sunday after breakfast, we'll be sitting down and having a chat and publishing it as a podcast, and we hope you enjoy. Morning, Kira. Hi, how are you? I'm good. Why are you checking your phone? I just wanted to check it was on silent. It is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you had a good morning? I have. We, we've had a really amazing morning, really. Yeah, haven't awesome. we? Yeah. We went to Bradgate Park. Yeah, always go to the park on Sunday mornings, but this time we took a little drive to go a bit out into the country. Much. It's more like a nature reserve than a park, really, isn't it? Mm, there's loads of deer and yeah. stags, and it's just... Really, really beautiful. No squirrels, though. No which squirrels. is a bit troublesome, because I like watching the squirrels on yeah. Sunday morning. Yeah, I think we just feel very lucky to be able to be in nature yeah, very exactly. easily, living in a city. Uh, and it's just very recentering and wonderful to see all the different types of animals. Yeah, it's true, because we do live right in the centre of Leicester. And, I mean, it's not like a really busy city, but it's still a city. Mm -hmm. And you're still just all around you is concrete, so like it's concrete nice. Concrete and cars. Yeah, exactly. So it's nice to go out and just see greenery and just be in nature for a bit. Yeah. Really nice. Yeah, it changes how you feel, right? I think so, especially during lockdown and things like that. Mm. Mind you, we're coming out of lockdown. Which um, doesn't really mean too much for Leicester. It means nothing because we're in the, the highest tier of mm -hmm. restrictions, but whatever. And we have a, they're making dispensation for Christmas as well. When you can have more people mixing and stuff like that. But that's probably a story for another day. What are we talking about today? <laughs> uh, we're talking about doing. Doing stuff. Doing. Go on and elaborate. Doing. Uh, yeah, just doing things. Okay, well elaborated. <laughs> well elaborated. Yeah, essentially that is one of those things that sounds very simplistic and obvious and like <clears throat> a, can be a bit of a like nothing advice or just do it. Oh, okay. But if you, it's, it just is really really helpful mm -hmm. um so i've been noticing in particular in myself maybe in this last week that i'm catching myself uh in the moment thinking about something and still thinking about something and still thinking about something before acting on it and now i'm actively saying to myself just do it do it now do you think um, you talk yourself out of stuff when you think about it too long like you sort of like think yourself like i think that definitely can happen mm. But I'm at least acknowledging or become aware, becoming aware to how much I don't just do things and mm -hmm. don't just follow impulse. Mm -hmm. And I wait a bit uh, and it's not very conducive <laughs> to, to change or progression or mm. feeling good or trying new things. So, uh, yeah, there's a real, real power in just doing things. And then often, like, well, going off what you said, sometimes the the task can seem a lot bigger when you're thinking about it than when you do it. Exactly. Yeah, I completely agree. And then you're like, oh, that's done now. And that doesn't mean like just work things. I'm, I'm actually not talking <clears throat> about work things. Yeah. For me, it's been uh, things like, oh, it's a bit messy around here and I want to just feel super relaxed and I wish it felt nice. Oh, we'll just tidy up so you feel nice. Yeah, okay. Oh, okay. And then I do, and I'm like, oh, I feel so good in it. Mm -hmm. I could have so easily, oh, what I would have done before 
is sat here mm-hmm. for however long, scrolled on my phone and thought, oh, I just, it just really stressed me out when it's like this and I wish it was nice and just keep wishing it was nice and not do anything about it. So it's really been things on a personal level, um, even small things like, oh, I fancy this hot drink. Okay, we'll get up right now and make it. And maybe for a lot of people, they're like that anyway. I'm obviously a procrastinator. <laughs> um, and just, I, I, I think I've just started doing things as I think of them more. And I think that can, will also end up applying to what my, my work ethic is. So that's what I was going to ask. So are you talking about just the opposite of procrastination or is there more to it than that? Well, what do you mean by that? Well, like, are you just saying, um, this is how to not be a procrastinator? Like, is that what, is that what the just doing thing is? Or is it more fundamental than like just beating procrastination? I don't know. Are they opposites? Um, no, but it just sounds like, because I think procrastination is something we all uh-huh. can relate to. Uh-huh. Is it the opposite so just, of doing? I just want to, I guess it is in a way. It's putting something off, right? Yeah. So it's like, it's actively not doing a thing you need to do. Yeah. So I guess so. So then if it is the polar opposite, then yeah, that would be true. Okay, so what's changed? How come you've now become an, an anti-procrastinator? Well, I think there's always been the acknowledgement that procrastination isn't that helpful. True. Um, but I don't know. I think um, re- the more I'm doing things, and, and it, to me, my end has been to do with space and little comforts for myself. Okay. The more I've started acting on making those things happen rather than just wishing it was a certain way, the more I'm like, the task's actually quite easy. The task doesn't take that long. Mm. Like, so the more, I think it's almost like a new neural pattern, neural passage that's being built up or like the memories there of it being actually quite easy to do that thing. Yeah. Whereas before, the less you do it, the more uh, difficult, really simple tasks can mm. seem and it can be very easy to become very sedentary or lazy um but then it's silly because you're still just thinking about the thing on for me i often am anyway yeah yeah like oh it'd be so great to have a hot chocolate right now <laughs> that'd be so nice <laughs> basically i think i know what this is basically kira's worked out how to make hot chocolate when i'm not around <laughs> I think that's this whole podcast is about that. That is what we're talking about today, guys. <laughs> because I, I seem to... I do notice that I'm making less hot chocolates nowadays than I was before. Yeah, now I offer to make you the mint tea. It's true, and I'm always very suspicious. I'm like, do you want mint tea? I'm making some. Yeah, I'm like, what the hell is going uh, on? Uh, but yeah, I think it's just realised it's really nice. I, I don't know, it's so obvious, mm-hmm. right? These things that are so, so, so obvious, but my whole life I've been a procrastinator. I've definitely not been someone who's been good at finishing things. Yeah. Um, and, you know, that typical thing, I don't know if it's typical, but I'd, you know, sometimes we had pigeonholes at our school, at our school where we mm-hmm. handed in our homework. Sometimes I'd do the homework and just wouldn't make it to the pigeonhole. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I just despair. <laughs> like, I just don't know what to say with the things like that. <laughs> just be sitting in the break with my, my friends being like, yeah, I need to, need to leave this space right now. I'm having quite a comfortable, good time. <laughs> and walked up pigeonhole. Oh, I'll just think about it and do it later. And I'd never do it. Uh, 
I'm terrible at leaving places. Yeah, or or ending phone calls or yeah. stuff like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. definitely yeah. bad at that. So that's probably another. Fortunately, doing things. I'm a specialist at that. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be having a conversation anyway. Yeah, bye. All right, all right. Okay, that was not sharp at all. <laughs> yeah, fortunately, I'm at, I'm at the other end of that spectrum. Uh huh. Um, but it's funny. I don't know. Like, I don't. I I guess I look at this as like. Um, let's take the finishing thing for a second, right? So the weird thing is, I remember when I was younger, um, my mum used to be, used to get so angry if something, say um, she'd bought something for the house or something, or for us, uh, for me and my brother, and, you know, maybe it just stopped working, and we didn't say anything, we just left it, and then, like, a few weeks later, she'd find out it wasn't working. It used to drive her mad. Because mm. things like not working or not being like doing what they should do um, used to just really annoy her. It was, it was one of those irrational things. Like her, her reaction was bigger than it would be for most things. And not that irrational though. Not that irrational, but like if you knew her back then, like it was a bigger reaction than she would do for basically anything. Right, so it was right, kind of like, right. whoa, okay. And now, like when I grew up, I realised that I was like, getting on things and fixing them super fast. As soon as something broke, I'd be on it mm. and fixing it. And I think a, a lot of the... Uh... Just uh, looking at our <laughs> lights right now because they have not been working for a while. The thing is, though, I actually, <laughs> I actually like dim lighting. So you can't pull that one on me because I'm quite happy with, with no lights. Or um, dishwasher, which um, has never worked. <laughs> Where's this say... trait gone? <laughs> you know, fundamental things like the car, for example. <laughs> Um, Which had, had masking tape on it. Sorry, I'm oversharing. <laughs> <laughs> but so I think I think the same thing for like masking tape. doing, um, getting things done, like just like actioning things. Then when I grew up, I sort of took on my mum's trait of just like, just do things, just finish things. Yeah. And now I think I'm the other end where it's like, sometimes I just need to get things, like I'll just do things to the point where maybe it's not done that well, but it's done. Right, so like maybe some there is a task yeah, that yeah, needs yeah, yeah. that needs to be have more care taken over it. But by my mind, it's like do it fast mm. and tick it off, because also I know that like my attention span isn't that long in these things. So mm. unless I do it, do it fast, it might not happen. Mm. So I think I'm kind of the other end of the spectrum on like the completing tasks and doing stuff like that. But um, yeah. It's a, it's a strange thing. But then Yeah, you... I think that's true actually. If you set your mind on doing something, once you're fully focused, your your visions on it, you're aligned, you want it done quickly. I'll tend to come in then yeah. and go, "What about this option?" Mm. which is a little bit because you just want to get it done. Yeah, which Whereas... can actually make you not a great team player in that situation. Yeah, actually, yeah, yeah. Um so that's interesting. I think you're right. You want to when you're going to get it done, you want to get it done quickly, yeah. but you do get things done. Yeah, but having said that, when what I found, well, this is such a good topic this week, is because um, I've found now that when I analysed my business, I was definitely putting stuff off. And actually, I've been putting stuff off for years. So like, um, I don't know, for example, I've always known I wanted like a digital online coaching business, but until about six mm. months ago, I never had a programme. That's really interesting. Yeah. Like, what, what was I putting that off for? I was trying every marketing um, 
system in the, under the sun without having a thing to sell. And after like strong analysis, realized I was putting off doing, creating the thing I had to sell. Um, and only last week, I was giving my own clients the advice that don't slow down for December. You know, December could be a really profitable month for you. Imagine how good it would be to come out of the Christmas period with more money in your bank than going into it. Then I looked at my thing, I was like, I've got this massive launch planned for January for no reason whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Could easily launch first week of December, if not second week, depending on when I can get the thing done. So I don't know. So now so this week I've planned loads of stuff. We're launching early, everything seems good. I feel energized for it, for having brought everything forward. And also I think um, now really reaping the rewards of being my own boss and working on my own business. And therefore I can have an idea at nine o'clock, it can be implemented by 12 o'clock it might fail by four o'clock, but at least it happened. Yeah. Whereas in my old business, it would take months yeah. to get something going, really. Yeah. So, it's been really cool watching you do that, actually. Have an idea mm. and then just run with it and make it happen super quickly. Yeah. And, and obviously, to do that, when you're your own person, you either need to have really great like digital infrastructure, so like good software or whatever, or you need to have good people that can help you. Mm-hmm. Um, but still, it's all possible. Mm-hmm. It's all possible. Yeah. But yeah, so doing. Yeah, absolutely. I think uh, sometimes you don't realise that So what you're talking about there is not even the, the small day-to-day tasks. It's like, what are you procrastinating on like from a more objective point of view yeah. that you don't realise you are procrastinating on? And usually those things are bigger ventures. So yeah. I... I Doing, we can look at doing actually, it'd be interesting to do in the small tasks and in the larger scale things. Mm-hmm. So I definitely, if we're going to the larger ones, yeah. uh, know that I procrastinate on those things as well. Mm-hmm. And something that is, again, another very, very obvious thing, but I've been thinking to myself this week is thinking does not equate to doing. Thinking about yeah, something, yeah, yeah. mulling it over, talking about that idea thinking about it some more, thinking about it for a long period of time does not make it any more tangible or real. It's the inception point, but you have to put in action after that point. And maybe it can give you the false illusion of feeling ownership or like you are doing something because it's taking up so much mental space. Mm. But if you're not putting anything into action, it doesn't exist. So true. It doesn't exist. It's that thing... um, You'll hear a lot of like entrepreneur, like successful entrepreneurs saying stuff like ideas are cheap, executions, everything, mm. that sort of thing. And I've heard a lot of people say, um, if you've got, if you're working on something, don't tell anyone about it. Yeah, I've heard don't that. Don't talk about it. Just do it and tell people when it's done. I read an article on that actually years ago and it did stay with me. And it was a writer saying that he never tells anyone about his project because mm. you get a little like, dopamine kick or something when you tell someone I've got this amazing idea and that makes you feel like you've already achieved something so then you stop you take your foot off the pedal whereas if you don't tell anyone you don't get that uh, gratification so you just keep going completely and I think I think the amount I talk about my plans have reduced a hell of a lot since I've actually been doing stuff because you realize that talk is cheap Mm. and you realize that it's hard to really achieve concrete stuff really hard mm. so like just until and until you have when you're in the middle of something it's hard to talk about it with like pride or with any sort of 
conviction because you're in the middle of it. You don't want to sort of like taint it in any yeah. way. So um, I think that kind of buys into it as well, right? Tainting it. No, like the action taking and doing things, like less talking about it, more action on it. Yeah, and I, and I don't well, necessarily the to- think... the talking thing with the thinking thing, sorry. There's more, I think. What do you mean by that? So like you, you were like, thinking about it doesn't make it happen. Yeah. Talking about it doesn't make it happen either. Yeah. You know? Sorry, I interrupted you. No, 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 not at all. Uh, I think that... I don't know if... I, I feel like you can't talk about something. Uh, I don't think I'm at that point yet. I think you can still. I think there was room to, I believe. But I'm sussing it out for myself. Um, but yeah, I think you there is a danger of only talking about it. Yeah. Um, which, yeah. Um, I mean, I think so many people, I've definitely done that. I've seen uh, that happen as well, where that's great, but it's got to progress from that point. Exactly, yeah. It sounds amazing. Like, yeah, what's yeah. going to happen? But okay, so um, what are the reasons that people, what are the main causes of procrastination? So I think... That when you talk about an idea a lot, you end up building this idea of what it is, um, which is an immaterial thing because it's an idea yeah. and it can be anything. And you're either it is anything mm-hmm. and you don't want to constrain it or limit it to one actual reality that can put you off. I think that was one of my issues with finishing things. Was that so? You like you said you don't. Um, the onus is taken off a little bit on it being so 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 good, but you just want to get it done. Mm-hmm. And I think for me, sometimes finishing things would be like, oh, it can never be anything else. That was all it it's was. True. Yeah. So it took away the potential potentiality once I finished things. Uh, not that that was like a conscious thing. I think subconsciously, that's what it was. It's like oh, it's limited to that now. Uh, so I think that can be a fear factor of. Oh, okay, I'm limiting it to this one thing in my mind. It's like, wow, it can be all these things. And now it's just this. And the other thing is, if you think and talk about something over and over and over and say how amazing this idea is, yeah. anything you do is not going to match up to that. I agree Because it's not going to be perfect. You know, it's funny. I think there's a... I, I don't know who said this. But it's something about um, the impurity of language. So, like, any the second you t- turn a thought into a sentence... Mm-hmm it's just less pure, it's just more crude. Mm-hmm. And I think there is a crudeness in executing stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, I, like, so often I'll have a really, really good idea for like a training module, for an exercise before, a session, a workshop, right? The, the idea is just amazing, right? And then I write it out, I follow all my processes to do it to the best of my ability, and it turns out good. Yeah. It's like, mm, this is good. Mm. But it's not supersonic like mm. it was in my mind. Yeah. It's just good. Yeah. And it's kind of like, I don't know if it's possible to create that supersonic reality in, in reality. Because in your mind, it, it's just all perfection and no reality, right? I, I'm sure it is possible. And I'm, I'm sure there's instances where you expect things just to be good and then they take on a bigger stratosphere. Maybe, yeah. Uh, and I think part of it is also the fact that once you put th- something out into the world, it, um, you no longer have full control over it. Mm. So either you're getting designers to help you with something, you're getting other people's input, but also a huge part of that is you cannot control the way that people receive people things. Receive it, yeah. um, so it can be pure mm. in your mind, only seen through one uh, lens, mm. 
from one perspective, but once you put it out there, it won't be. Yeah, it's very true. Um, so that, yeah, that can absolutely... What about the other barriers of procrastination? Like, so the other, one of the, other, the biggest procrastination things, I'm not sure if this is the same thing, they're probably separate, but like fear uh, and sort of just don't know what to do. Yeah, fear, I think, does tie in with that because it's fear of losing the essence of an idea, mm -hmm. uh, fear of not being able to deliver. Yeah, what fear of you... it being bad. Yeah, saying, am I, I had this amazing idea, am I competent enough yeah. to pull it off? Um, that's definitely a limiting factor. I've definitely had that. I have this idea and then I'm like, oh, but is it just going to be rubbish when I do it? Exactly. <laughs> um and just sorry, just to jump in there with a the thought I had before. Yeah. I think something that really helps with that, which I've started to really think a lot, is that when you're creating something, is not to think of it as like, I'm going to create this one thing and it's going to be absolutely perfect, which seems to be like the standard that as humans, we can sometimes hold to each other. Like reading people's critiques on each other, sometimes oh, it's wow, like, yeah. there should only be one way that this is done. I don't like it because you didn't take X, Y, and Z into consideration. Uh, and it's not to say that critiques aren't helpful, but that seems to be based on an assumption that whatever was created was meant to be a perfect example of what it is. Nothing will be a perfect example of what it is. It is one iteration mm -hmm. out of billions of iterations of that same idea. Uh, there's so many different ways that an idea can be executed. And I think it takes the pressure off of yourself if you say, this is just one iteration of that. Okay. And it might be different next time. It could have been different. This so is, the, I'm not holding this up as a gold standard of anything. It's the first pancake idea, right? Yeah. Is that, is that similar? Yeah, yeah. So this program I'm, I'm, I'm doing talks about having a first pancake, which is when you put something out, it's just, you know, when you make pancakes, the first one never goes quite right. It's just well, the first pancake. Do you t oh, okay, do you take that to mean like the first one of the set or your first ever? Because I know my first no, ever was just... Oh, okay, so. First one of the set. Right. I think so the first time you do it, it's always a bit... But the next ones get better and better and better. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. you can't get to the next ones until you do the first one. Yeah, I'm see. Yeah. So I think that's definitely helped with my thinking of cre creation. And also just in general, like you can't please everyone with anything. And, and this is not from me talking about personal experience at all it's not like I've created lots of things at all um but even seeing other people and we get so attached to things I think Game of Thrones is a great example <laughs> right but you get so much ownership and love when you when you feel so connected yeah to something and then there can be this kind of anger or you know whatever the feelings are because it's like well you didn't do it right it wasn't mm. done, but it's just, it's a creative endeavor. It's one iteration. Mm -hmm. Maybe it wasn't how you would have done it. Yeah. Uh, maybe it wasn't, you didn't think it was as good as other things, but there's no right for it to be in the perfect version you had in your yeah, mind. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, while we're talking about it, I do think they did butcher the last two series of Game of Thrones. Yeah, I preferred <laughs> the, the series before the last two series. Yeah. But I wouldn't, <laughs> I, I think you can still have an opinion and not, love something as much mm. but sometimes there's like this kind of way of talking about things as if there was one way it should have been done and they ruined it when it's like well actually they just created something and someone else could create something else and someone else could do course, it and create yeah. it again yeah no, i agree i'm just sort of being 
we can move on. Yes. Um, what about, this might be a bit controversial, what about like laziness? Yeah, uh, laziness is a, a good point. What do you think? Um, I don't think, I think it's very rare. Okay, so I think in this instance, we're talking about ambitious people, right? So when I, in my mind, when we're talking about um, how to avoid procrastination, how to take action, we're talking about and specifically to people like us that want to create a strong vision, want to create a life for themselves, right? Mm -hmm. To do that, you have to have ambition. I don't think there are many people who are both ambitious and lazy at the same time. Oh, what is ambition? Is ambition action? No, it's having, it's having a, a vision for a better future for yourself. Mm -hmm. Okay? So I don't think that if we, if for, the, for the purpose of this, we just say, look, it's very unlikely to be someone who's really ambitious and really lazy. Mm -hmm. For that reason, I don't think uh, laziness in this context is a reason for procrastination. I think more the reasons for procrastination will actually become from uncertainty, lack of belief internally, lack of know-how, fear, negative yeah. personal feelings, rather than just apathy, lethargy, or laziness. Laziness, I think, is an interesting one because I think I've probably been a pretty lazy person. But were you ambitious when you were lazy? I don't know, because internally you're not just like, I'm a lazy person, but action-wise, <laughs> action-wise, if you looked at yourself, you're like, I look pretty lazy right now, mm. you know, but there's probably a myriad. Of, I mean, like, how do you define what a lazy laziness is? Because you don't know what anyone is feeling internally. Fully. Yeah. Okay. Good point. So to label someone as lazy, you don't know what they're thinking or feeling. So, so and, and because I think with all the other things saying you feel lethargy or saying you feel apathy, um, there isn't. I, for, I don't think with those things there's a ne negative uh, connotation on that person. Okay. Whereas laziness is like, you're choosing to be like this and you're, it's, it's quite negative. Super negative. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, fine. So maybe laziness is just a, like a red herring, really. Uh. It's more of a label rather than a description. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think, I think generally speaking, these things... Um, Procrastination comes from uh, probably putting the focus in the wrong place. So if you can't do something and you're not doing it, you're focusing on the fact you can't do it. Yes. Yeah? So, and I think we talked about this a bit before, but like, so maybe um, a combat for procrastination and to become more of a do is to remember why you're doing something in the first place. So if you're trying to lose weight, remembering why because you want to have an amazing body right or you want to feel confident if you're wondering like you're procrastinating over doing something for your business think about the people you're serving your clients and how you can just make their life better rather than wh whether it's going to be good or not just think how can i make this really good for my clients for your thing when you're just sitting there thinking oh this would be great if i had a hot chocolate <laughs> think about why you want hot chocolate so you can enjoy the next 20 minutes mm. and they, maybe the focusing on the why that you want the thing might help and if the why is not strong enough then 
it's not procrastinating. It's just you don't want to do it, <laughs> basically. Yeah, I think also what you what you did there as well, which, it, which isn't just the why, is <laughs> focusing on what you're going to get versus what okay. you don't want to do. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah. So if I'm thinking, it's a good point that I made, which I didn't realize I made. <laughs> <laughs> um, if you're thinking, oh, I don't really want to get up and make a hot chocolate, or I can't be bothered to move, or I really don't want to exercise. And that's what you're thinking. So focus on the result, not the process. Yeah. Mm. Focus on like, oh, that's going to feel so good. I'm going to be so comfortable with my drink. Or mm. yes, I'm going to feel so alert and awake. And I'm going to feel great after exercise. And like I've already done something with the day. Mm. Um, those are motivators. Mm. When So I think I've been doing that more recently in day to day. So I think of how that will feel. That's a great Rather point. than what the task is. Because the task is often worse. <laughs> in your mind than it is when you're doing it. You know, it's, I remember a Darren Brown thing. Anyone that doesn't know Darren Brown, he's a pretty cool guy. I, I would check him out. Because <laughs> you know him personally. <laughs> pretty cool guy. He's very, very cool though. <laughs> he, he, uh, he's amazing. Yeah, he's we we don't cool. know him personally, <laughs> but he is amazing. But um, I remember him saying, um, if, you, if, you, if you are dreading doing a task mm. or you're dreading doing something, chances are in your mind, you're playing out the vision of it when you're sort of looking at yourself from a third person. So it's almost like you're in a game and you can, you're visioning yourself being there, detached from it. And he says what you should do is replay that vision but with yourself as a first person. So through the eyes of you actually experiencing it. Um, and I, I remember trying this when I was a bit younger and it does work. I wish you'd have given me that advice <laughs> before. Why is this the first time I'm it's hearing that? It's such a weird thing, because I honestly had forgotten about it for years until just now. But, um, so, 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 like, what, what would be a good, like, maybe tidying up the place, right? So in your mind, mm. when you're framing the tidying, you're thinking of the, how long it's going to take, you're looking at yourself in the third person doing it. Flip the perspective and put yourself in the body, so you're seeing yourself doing it. And actually, it's like, oh, this is an immersive experience, it's quite nice, I'm doing it. And it does kind of make it a little bit easier to, to fathom. Also, to the take. reality is, experiencing something and thinking about something are different. Exactly. You can't know what an experience is like just by thinking about it a lot. Yeah. And so often, you know, if I tidy up, I might be like, yeah, that really wasn't that great. I'm glad it's over. And other times I might be like, that was a lot better than I thought it'd be. But it's never, <laughs> I never know True. what it's going to be like until I'm actually doing it. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. But I think there's a bigger picture here. And, and I think um, it's about the cost of not being an action taker. The cost of letting procrastination dominate your life, especially in the business world, is so high that it's not tenable, I would say. So, um, and the way I would explain it is like, basically fortune favours the action takers. So mm. the more action you're doing, the mm. more things you do every day, mm. it doesn't mean that, that your percentage of success is going to be higher, mm. but the chances of success are massively higher mm. because you're doing so much more stuff one of these things is going to lead you to the next step mm -hmm. then the next step you've got new choices then you do more action you get to the next step mm. the less you do the, the lower your chances of getting to that next step are it's just simple and i think honestly this this stuff compounds like um who's it i think gary player said uh he's a very famous golfer he said the more I practice, the luckier I get. Mm -hmm. And I think it's so true. Like, the more you do, 
the more something amazing comes up and just yeah and then just takes you look at your um inside interview if you hadn't been plugging away at instagram for a couple of years there's no chance they would have picked you up mm-hmm. yeah. you got lucky with the inst- with the insider thing but did you or did you just work really hard on your instagram mm-hmm. and then get picked up when they were looking for an acting coach mm. so i think the bigger picture is procrastination will damage your chance of success and damage your chance of getting that lucky break which may on the surface seem lucky but ultimately is just as a result of your really consistent action taking yeah i agree with that uh and you also have a body of work to look back on exactly whereas if you procrastinate you you're still thinking wouldn't it be great to have that career Mm. but you haven't like five years have gone and you're still thinking wouldn't it be great whereas if you started taking action five years time you're like well look at everything i've done yeah exactly with this um so i I think the fear is an interesting thing that like you mentioned before and we were saying about fear of an idea not being quite oh, the yeah. same but I think there's also another fear which is slightly deeper in terms of anxiety okay. um, or anything like that which I think can be feelings of self-doubt or any kind of anxiety mm. thing that can be playing out that can also hamper you from doing things and that can sometimes be uh something that you're aware of or not aware of but i think that can hamper action so so how does that work well for me because i have ocd Mm -hmm. that's definitely hampered my taking action because my mind will be so focused on what my fear is right my irrational anxiety about something that that stops the action from happening so i think procrastination might go deeper than just you know like worrying about the idea it could be other reasons for and i think you have to look at those if that is you so like feelings of inadequacy things like that or no i think that's one part of it but it might just be something like you know you might be someone who has ocd or you might be someone who has i don't want to walk over there because i'm scared of dogs and there's a dog there even though i want to go for a run around this park i'm not going to do it because i'm scared of dogs if you have a fear or an anxiety of something and or a mental health um, issue that you're dealing with they is, can also be really really big blocks mm. for doing things and probably something that's not spoken about as much because it's not as on the surface people True. don't talk about them, those things as much um, but so what's the answer there talk to people about it get help I, I don't know what the answer is but I think for myself I think acknowledging that mm-hmm. and realising that that is also part of the issue of not taking action mm-hmm. always as well is helpful because I don't think you can make change unless you acknowledge something mm. that's happening internally. What is that? Is that called um, catastrophizing? Yeah, that's, when... that's a way of thinking that right. I think happens probably within different t- forms of anxiety is yeah, you can, t- can catastrophize. So if you have a, an irrational fear of something, you're probably catastrophizing about the worst thing that could possibly happen yeah. if you come into action, into contact with that, whatever that fear is, which means you end up avoiding things. Oh and if God. you avoid things, if you're constantly thinking about what you need to avoid, that's going to absolutely prohibit your action taking. Of course. Yeah, of course. So just another interesting thing. So it's tough, basically, is the point. I think the first thing, like with all these things, I don't, I don't think procrastination is that visible. I don't think like you, especially to yourself, I don't think you sit there and you think, oh, I'm procrastinating again. Like that's a 
a false reality. I don't think that's what... <laughs> I do. Really? <laughs> yeah. Interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I yeah. always thought like it was like a bit more crafty than that. I didn't think... Oh, no. Don't you catch yourself and you're like, no, I'm doing it again. I'm doing it. I don't know. I catch myself doing it. That's why more recently I've been having an internal dialogue. Right. Like actually words in my head being like, do it now because I catch myself procrastinating and unless you're aware of yourself procrastinating it's hard to stop it yeah i think one of those i think one of the the things is like you know being inspired about doing something is very rare like sometimes we get all excited and happy about an idea and we get inspired by it i think one of the key things which fights this is do so when you get inspired about something do something which means it has to happen but do like don't go and do the whole thing but take one action there and then which holds you accountable to mean it has to happen, right? So, for example, um, if... So, mm. I can give... So, the example from um, the mm. event that I put, I'm putting on this week, I had the... Oh, no, it wasn't the, um, it wasn't the event. That was a different thing. But um, I, re- I decided I wanted to bring my launch forward, right? I literally was in bed trying to have a nap. <laughs> Hard life. And thought... Had thought, I'm going to bring the launch forward why am I waiting I picked up my phone messaged um my uh sort of the guy who does my outreach for me my marketing and said we're starting the campaign in December and I know because I pay him that he's gonna be all over that so he starts the will in motion and by the time I've had the second th- second thought of saying oh we could wait till December he's already done loads of work which mm. I need to pay him for mm. so it's happening right mm. so I think when you have that idea just take one action, which means you have to do it. Mm-hmm. And I think once you get into that zone, stuff will start happening real fast. Accountability. Basically. So even if you put it on your social, launching on this date. Yeah, that's a great one. Then it's like, okay, well, I publicly said that now. Exactly. I have to stick by that deadline. And yeah, accountability. I think that's such a, to, to take away helpful things. Accountability is a massively helpful at getting things done. Another way of putting it is deadlines. Yeah. Right. If you deadlines think of when you're at school, would yeah. you do that essay if you didn't have a deadline that you True. had to hand it in? Never. Probably not. Literally not. No, literally never. <laughs> but you do it because they're like, so it has to be well. in on this day and it makes you do it. Mm. So giving yourself deadlines, and if the deadline only exists with yourself, it's still very, very hard to stick to it because you're like, well, I'll just make it tomorrow. Doesn't matter, yeah, right? Yeah, it's true. But if you put some accountability somewhere, make it public, or share it with someone in your team, mm. um, and they've already started working on it, then yeah, then you have to stick to it because it's not just affecting you anymore. So that's a helpful thing. And another thing that's really helpful is making the steps smaller, which I think you you just said as well. Uh, and I saw a really great uh, image on social and someone's account the other day, and it was of two ladders and two people a person in front of each ladder and one of the ladders had rungs which were really really close to each other and the other ladder had rungs which were really far apart from each other Mm. and the one with the rungs close to each other the person was halfway up the ladder and then the one with the rungs really spaced out was jumping up trying to reach for the first rung but it was still Mm. out of grasp so they were still on the ground and i think that is in a visual way makes it so clear that the smallest step 
is still progression. Yeah. The smallest thing. And in fact, when you take too big a chunk, something too big, it can be hard to achieve, which then self-doubt, all of those things. It's impossible. I can't do it. I don't know where to start. Make the task smaller, make the task smaller, and then you'll start to notice that you're you're doing yeah. just those small things. And then after a period of time, you can look back and go, I moved. Absolutely, <laughs> I yeah. moved and it was only by doing these small things. And I think, and I, I don't think I'm quite ready to talk about this yet, but what I like about that is, and what I've started to feel now is that the process, the journey of progression is as enjoyable as getting to the, the place you want to get to. Mm-hmm. And those, that small ladder makes me think about that because all of those small steps, every time you go up a small step, it's kind of fun mm. and you're learning new things, you're stretching yourself. Mm. And I'm definitely starting to feel that now, like just loving pushing myself out of my comfort zone sort of every week, doing mm. something a little bit different, being a bit scared about stuff mm. and then seeing some of it pay off and some of it not do so well. But enjoying that process is something really new. Mm. And I think if you have a ladder with massive rungs and you're just launching up there, maybe you miss some of that, like the fun of it. Mm. you know the enjoyment of that process as well mm. um, but that's kind of drifting onto a different subject um i just wanted to also bring in another thing about the doing mm. and it's about following impulse with creativity okay and i think that by doing like there's so many things i was saying to you earlier imagine if everything you were interested in or wanted to create you just had the idea and just start doing it just did it mm. right there and then like how many things would you have created how much new knowledge would you have because you'd have just been like, okay, I'm going to read up on it now. Mm. Um, and so if you follow your impulse, just think about how much vaster your horizons for your knowledge are and your creativity and you're not limiting yourself because often if you don't do things, then you start to like kind of, nah, I can't be bothered to do that or let's chuck away that idea. So you kind of, I want to kind of get into the zone or explore more following impulse more rather than like rationalizing myself out of doing things or saying oh it's really really hard and another thing that i think ties in very well with all of this is that the conversation we had a few weeks ago about planning which is those small rungs yeah and i think what yeah it's interesting the impulse thing because that could lead to a very erratic life like oh i've just been inspired i'm gonna run over here and do that and then Mm. oh i've been inspired to this gonna run over and do that so I think a marriage of those two things is quite nice. Mm-hmm. But that's why I think taking the first action is really important. So if you're inspired creatively, maybe you go and just sketch out the idea mm. and then pin that idea up in front of you so it's always there. Mm. You know, do the first thing so in that process. So doing mixed with consistency and also finishing. <laughs> and also, I suppose, knowing where you're going. Uh-huh. Right? That's got to be linked to it. Otherwise, it's... Knowing what, you're, what the, it's in service of? I suppose so, mean? yeah. I suppose so. Knowing why. Yeah. Knowing why. Yeah. It's a big topic. <laughs> um, what are your final thoughts on this big topic? Uh, I think the impulse one is a big one for me. Yeah. Uh, also, oh, yeah sorry just well this is a can be a final thought um one of the reasons that this has been on my mind is actually seeing you do some tasks in the last week and how quickly you did them and i was thinking to myself wow if i was doing that same thing i'd have checked it like three five times over Mm. and realizing how much i over check things oh yeah uh and then that makes each task a lot longer 
rather than just like doing it and getting it done out there. So I think that's something that I want to just like follow impulse more, stop doubting, stop overchecking, stop thinking everything's going to go wrong unless I check it a million times um, and just kind of be a bit freer. And the same with like all the small things like catastrophizing, not that I do it all the time, but even a little bit, you know, like just to try and let go of all of those things and just mm. allow myself to be in the flow of doing more than overthinking. Yeah, I think, and on top of that, I think like, Sometimes just doing and being a doer means you're going to have to do things you don't really want to do. Mm -hmm. So like, I, <laughs> this is a bad link, but I'll give you like our Sunday morning routine, for example. Mm -hmm. So like, first of all, the thought of us doing a podcast at the start of it was pretty like, not so sure about that. May or may not work out. Would have been super easy for us to talk ourselves out of it. Mm -hmm. Plus... Getting up at 6.30 every Sunday morning, it's not that easy. Like, sometimes I just want to sleep, especially if I've had a nice whiskey the night before or something like that. But it's always worth it. And so sometimes, so being, um, yeah, and that is, again, you're doing it, you're getting up and doing it because you know it's worth it. You know the why mm -hmm. for the doing it. So I think just being aware that sometimes it's going to be something you don't want to do in the time, in the moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, lovely topic. And um, so what, are your, what are your final things? What's your final takeaway? That really, that sometimes you're going to have to do stuff um, that you don't want to do. I think, I, I think if you can nail one thing, taking action, doing stuff regularly, that's up there in the most important things. So have you got a top tip on it because you're very good at this? Well, I think if you've got a big idea, doing the first bit is How really do you good. know what the first bit is? You just think about it. What would I do? If I was going to do this right now, what would be the first thing I'd do? Right, so, so does that always have to be an accountability step? Yeah. So the first unless, you're going, unless, you're going, unless you're going to do the whole thing then, then and there. Unless you're going to do the whole thing just then. Would your first step always be some form of accountability? Depends. If I'm going to do, if I've got an idea and I'm going to do it now, I'll just do it. Mm -hmm. Or I'll do enough... If it doesn't involve anyone else, I'll do enough so that it's basically, I've broken the back of it, it's half done. Mm. Or I'll bring someone else in and tell them to start doing it so that, that it gets done. What if you have an idea in the middle of doing something else? Yeah, that's, tr that's tricky. But I mean, like for me, that's really easy because I just schedule it. Uh -huh. And I know I'll do it if it's scheduled. Yeah. But like, that's key for me, just scheduling stuff. As soon as I think of something, like schedule it. Yeah, that's when I think also the doing things even if you don't feel like it comes in because that you're kind of the key to scheduling is actually doing the stuff on the schedule. Yeah, I'm not saying it, it's not like if it's not religiously happens when it's scheduled, sometimes it gets rescheduled. But once it's in the agenda, very rarely gets missed. Mm. That's the truth. Mm. Wise words. <laughs> <laughs> um, so... Last, that was the last podcast in November and we're smashing through to December. I can't believe 2020 is nearly over. It's been crazy. I know. Absolutely mad. It is, it is, it is crazy. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Um, well, I guess I'll see you next week then. Yeah, thanks so much for listening, guys. Take care, guys. Bye. Thanks for tuning in, guys. Have a great week.